Hello everyone, this is the Geek and Chic podcast with your host Monroe the Geek and Shanice the Chic. And I hope you guys had a great week. So I just want to let you guys know, sorry we haven't been on for, you know, a while. It's almost been a month, I, I believe. But you know the deals, you know, work and life and stuff like that. But, um, Definitely. You know, we're still committed to this, so we're going to, you're going to hear from us at least once a month with that. So um, just stay tuned, you know, keep checking back once in a while. We'll be here. Um but today i mean it's a it's for a good cause one of the reasons why we've been kind of missing in action which we're gonna discuss today Mm -hmm. so we want to say it on three or something (laughs) um i mean we don't have to yeah we can say it in unison (laughs) oh lord but i don't know what it is that we're gonna say in unison you know what we're gonna say (laughs) so Last October, we got... What? Say that again? Last October. Last, last October? month. Yeah, last month. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know what's going on with Monroe today. He is just Wow. Like, wow. He's all over the place today. I'm not. <laughs> Are you nervous? I'm not. You sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so one of the reasons why we've been kind of missing in action over this last month besides work and everything else Mm -hmm. in october we got engaged Engaged. (laughs) look at that that's exactly you know what we're talking about so yeah yeah engagement i think that's what we're gonna talk about today um so it's always this big thing in our society you know engagement marriage the pursuit of happiness (laughs) the start of an american dream i guess (laughs) i mean it is marriage good job marriage i mean house it used to be but i think now in our modern times i think there's room for other I guess you can say paths, mm. you know, marriage isn't usually, I don't know. I feel like marriage hasn't been as prominent as it used to be. It was, you know, the, the hallmark of, you know, life in society. What do you think? You mean like comparing from now and back then? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's been a lot more prominent now than really? it has in the past. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And it's interesting because as we go on in our podcast today, I am gonna kind of brief you all with some some little information in history, and that is one of the things that I did see. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. I have a question for you. What? Would you ever propose? Would I ever propose? Yes. No. Why? That is the man's job. Wow. <laughs> is, it? is it though? Is it? You tell me. Do you think a female should propose to a man? Well, seeing that we're in the modern times of our oh, society Lord. and we've been 
pretty much challenging a lot of traditions. The proposal is one of those traditions that has kind of held strong um, in terms of the man being the one to propose versus, you know, the woman kind of just waiting for her time in the light. Mm-hmm. So, but now recently there's been a lot of women who've been proposing to their man. Mm-hmm. So, what question again is why not? Well, first off, how did this even come about with more females proposing to men? That's the, like the first question. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like the society that we are living in nowadays. Like you said, yes, people are going more against tradition. I don't think all tradition is bad, you know? There and It depends on the circumstance, the situation. We're more of the situation, but I believe that, you know, there's nothing wrong. Sometimes there's nothing wrong with challenging tradition. Right. You know, kind of breaking that traditional type of... Um, you know, I don't want to say curse, but mm-hmm. kind of doing the same thing that your parents or your great grandparents did. Or your right. <laughs> Sometimes that's there's nothing wrong with that, but I do believe that there are some things that we should still hold fast to. And in regards to your question, mm-hmm. I really believe that the tradition or that standard of men only men proposing to females I think it just comes more from like a leadership standpoint in a way um, in the relationship where you know the man is the one they you know not to get too biblical you know for people out there who don't you know have have different beliefs and things of that sort but you know they say that a man who findeth a woman findeth a good thing so I think it just kind of goes within that same, um, you know, aspect that the man is the one that, mm-hmm. you know, f- he finds a woman and he's the one that takes the leadership and take that role of asking that female for their her hand in marriage. Okay. So that's just how I kind of, you know, look at it. So my other question, well, which I, I understand, I definitely understand what you're saying but because the man asked for the proposal does that so i think my question is with the woman asking does that relinquishes the leadership role from the man still i don't think it does you know and to each its own you know if a female feels that she wants to ask a man to marry her mm-hmm. like I said to each his own but you know I just for me myself I kind of look at it in that aspect like mm-hmm. you know the man taking the leadership the man is the one that you know he's the one that is really you know pursuing mm-hmm. in a way more of you know showing that he wants mm-hmm. to spend you know his life with with this female or this lady you know what i'm saying i don't think that you know automatically disqualifies him from being less than a man Mm -hmm. but i think just like i said with tradition it's always just been that you know the man proposes he's the one that you know finds a woman he's the one that um 
ask for first off traditionally it was always in biblical days the man would actually go to the you know to their to the female's father and you know ask mm-hmm. for his blessing mm-hmm. you know things like that and mm-hmm. i feel like i don't personally see anything wrong with keeping up with that tradition okay. but like i said each his own times are changing mm-hmm. you know so, so i think my other question is because i think nowadays in the modern world especially in dating and looking for you know a spouse or someone to get married to mm-hmm. a lot of people are not finding anyone you know a lot of people are ending up you i think you see a lot of more single people in today's society than back in the day mm-hmm. and with that being said i feel like there's something that needs to be done not that I'm saying, not that I'm proposing that, you know, women proposing as well to be that, you know, that action that needs to be done to combat it. But, you know, a lot of people are ending up more lonelier, you know, in our society than today. And there's numerous, you know, numerous factors to that. You know, there's social mm-hmm. media, you know, people have more access. One of my things I've always said, people have more access to potential partners than before. Before it was just whoever was in your your town, your neighborhood, or whatever the case may be. But now, you know, you're you're going across state lines. Even you can even go like across even another country to find a, mm-hmm. find as well. So everybody's so connected. So you have you know it's the um, dilemma of choice. You have mm-hmm. so many choices. You know, just like if you go to a restaurant. You know, you go to a restaurant with, you know, those restaurants with the big, huge menus. Multiple pages. Right, multiple pages. And you're trying to figure out what you want versus, you know, restaurants who have a little small menu where you pick from, like, Mm -hmm. daily choices and, like, soup of the day or something like that. You have, Mm -hmm. you know, you have less options. So you're able to choose something, um, make a better decision. I, I guess make a better decision than if you had so many choices so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know there's lots of reasons why you know there's a lot of reasons and that but, would like that would take us into a whole nother topic yeah we can talk about that yeah later, but but i get what you're saying but though. that's what i'm saying like i understand you know i, I agree to the extent that you know certain traditions should be upheld but how how do they do they still stand in our modern world right now where things are changed? It stands for some people, as we can see, but mm-hmm. for others, like you said, people are changing, mm-hmm. making changes to that. And like I said, to each his own, mm-hmm. if two people are together and the female feels as though she wants to propose to her guy, to each his own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I mean, that is one tradition that I feel should you know it should should stay you know okay. i i really and like i said cater that things are changing nowadays mm-hmm. you for example back in the days you know the female stayed home and you know was pretty much like took care of the house mm-hmm. and you know was the one that had the children she didn't go out and work it was the man that went out mm-hmm. and took care of this family mm-hmm. but obviously today you know that 
it, it's possible, but it's a little bit more challenging because of times, you know, economy has changed. Now mm-hmm. you really need like two, incomes. two incomes, you know, to sustain a house, you know, to run a house. More than two incomes. Yeah. So it's it's just that over time, people have had to learn how to, you know, adapt, adapt to changes in society, mm-hmm. and that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But I, like I said before, I always feel like there are still certain things traditionally that you know really should i feel should you know should stay um and that doesn't take away like i said to each his own from those who wants to do things differently but then again we're seeing there's so many craziness in society as well (laughs) and a lot of that is because people are further and further away from doing things that used to be one way back then and mm-hmm. now is not doing it so you're starting mm-hmm. to see with moving away from traditionally effective things you know you do see an upright and you know mm-hmm. changes in society that may not always be the best yeah. best change so that's all i'm trying to say so i think what happens sometimes to I think a lot of people, you know, when we say we're looking at these traditional roles, you know, it's always I think people sometimes forget not to speak bad about, you know, older traditions. But I think sometimes we put older traditions in the limelight, you know, as, you know, the standard as as though, you know, they didn't have faults of their own. Mm -hmm. And we forget sometimes, you know, the the negative parts of traditions that people tend to not bring up they just bring up you know oh this is the way it was it worked for us which is true in most cases but not to say that there weren't other bad parts about it right and one of those bad parts that i do know is i know that because i've i've heard this before um that not only in biblical days um but also i've heard this from more from like a personal from like a close mm-hmm. person in the family mm-hmm. that they were pretty much in a way like force marriage on yeah. them by yeah. you know to have to be with someone yeah, that was yeah. way older than them right so mm-hmm. back in the day you know, in like, like the Pyrenees biblical times or so on, you know, marriage was looked at as bringing families together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was not only that, it was also a way to secure land and property mm-hmm. and secure goods, you know, resources. Mm-hmm you know, to allow, you know, families to, you know, survive and make Mm -hmm. sure everyone, you know, is fed and so on. So, in a way, women, you know, I'm going to be honest, women were looked at as property and they were looked at as bargaining chips Mm -hmm. to, you know, secure the family's Mm well-being, to secure the the village's Mm well-being, as well as there are sometimes even that women were married off mm-hmm. to pay off debt mm-hmm. 
So sometimes it wasn't even for the good of the community. It was just to pay off certain debts that either the family owed or, you know, that they couldn't pay on. They would marry off their their daughters and so on. And usually the other thing that, you know, we don't take a look at is these, you know, when they were marrying their daughters off, they weren't like women like 25, 26. Sometimes they were like 12, mm. you know, 16, you know, 12 and up because 12 I think was considered you know around the time where women where they became women I guess when they got their periods or so so once that period broke or I don't even even think you call it broke I don't even know what you say when they have their first period you know that was Mm -hmm. when they've been considered women and they were you know able to be married or married off Mm. to secure just like I said secure land goods mm. and so on um, as it come later on um, probably well later on soon later on the marriage kind of evolved and it became more of a political economical mm. you know social status you know mm. you're gaining you're gaining social status you're gaining you know wealth for your family so of course people you know and you've seen it a lot and you heard it a lot you know kings royalty would oh marry. yeah they marry into a right. family of royalty right and then sometimes people if you you know if you weren't in that social class you were trying to get into that mm-hmm. anywhere you can so you know status you know you know money wealth it was looked at that's how it kind of evolved it wasn't even about you know the community or the family anymore. i mean in a sense it was like the small part it was a smaller percentage yeah right but now it's like now it's you know it's immediate family it's not even the community anymore or the village it's, it's kind of gotten smaller into just mother father siblings and mm-hmm. grandmother probably grandfather uncle and so on married into a higher status now when we got to the 50s you know after all those years of you know you know the marriage in the a lot of it kind of turned i guess the 50s when it became popular where it became love what they called love marriages so mm-hmm. people now starting to marry out of love instead of out of true love out of that love instead just... of wealth and land and all that other stuff and um, you know those traditional roles I think during those times is when the traditional roles are starting to deteriorate and become more you know just like I said everyone started to marry because of who they loved and mm-hmm. who they wanted to be with mm-hmm. um, one interesting fact though that I did come across so there was this woman called Saint um, Bridget, I think it was, of Kildar. Mm-hmm. So this is in Ireland. She she was in Ireland, so she I guess made a proposal which is interesting. Mm-hmm. She made a proposal with St. Patrick to, for that women, I guess they called her like a, back in the day she was a feminist back in the day. <laughs> so she made a deal with St. Patrick that on Leap Day, which mm-hmm. is the February 29th, which doesn't it's just come only comes on the leap year mm. so it's not like every year mm. so on february 29th that 
women would be allowed to propose to their men instead mm. of the other way around. Mm. But because that was, you know, women proposing to men was, you know, had such a negative um, mm. reputation, it was men actually, from what they were saying, men actually ran away from women who had tried to propose mm. to them. And they said there was, like, depictions of, like, men hiding in trees Mm. or bushes (laughs) to avoid women who were trying to propose to them. So, you know, Mm. they were saying, you know, those that during that role. So during the 50s, you know, this even though people were marrying for love, you know, based on habit, a lot of the, you know, the old ways of, you know, marriage, the traditions Mm kind of stuck. So one of them being, you know, men being the providers, working, Mm -hmm. being the leader of the family, women staying home, being nurturers Mm -hmm. and taking care of the kids and the household duties. But, you know, people are now, you know, marrying for love. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't mean to cut you. It's funny because I'm just kind of touching on that a little bit with the difference Mm -hmm. between, um, you know, the 50s and more in the biblical days. Mm -hmm. Um, I did read somewhere where it says that today, 80% of all engaged couples are millennials. Millennials. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they said um, in comparison to the older generation like the gen i think it's like the generation baby boomers um generation x is considered hmm (laughs) i forgot which year that is gen xers are the 1960s and 70s got okay so early 1980s so they said that our generation are more willing to like you know get down on one knee they're willing to kind of be to have more of an approach of like a traditional like romantic candle candlelit dinner Mm. you know old-fashioned oh yeah they're more um willing to do that and also as well ask for parental blessing before proposal Mm. yeah which I did. <laughs> I did. I did do all those things. But, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, still, like I always said, you know, I'm not against traditions, but I'm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm also, for me, I. I don't just look at you know the. The good half of it, you know, I look at it as a whole. So you know, I always look at everything in terms of traditions and such. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to say about the 50s, so even though people are still marrying for love, um, they still had restrictions against women where, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like laws, but it was more of just society in, in general. Mm-hmm. You know, they looked at women, they, you know, they said women were too emotional to, you know, choose their mates. So it was still kind of the men, which I mean, I, it was still the men, you know, choosing their wives, which, you know, they said men were more decisive and, you know, was able to make better decisions. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think the whole, that's why the, you know, men being the ones to propose kind of mm-hmm. stuck mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, 
and it kind of sits into those gender roles that we're talking about we're kind of looking at Mm -hmm. i think our generation is looking at more and trying to decide whether it's worth keeping or does it need to change for our new modern world Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. well speaking of um you know the first question you asked when we started this conversation was do you think pretty much should females be you know allowed in a way or not allowed but should they also be able to propose like men do you think that engagements and proposals are necessary or can you jump straight to just yeah okay i think yeah i mean the reason for the proposal is well for the men's side is to show usually men never propose until you know they're in a state of mind where they're you know financially able to take care of women Mm -hmm. and so on and you know be able to provide for a family so Mm -hmm. yeah i don't think i think the the proposal was pretty much just a just a a statement saying you know i'm ready to take this Mm -hmm. next step but i think nowadays with our generation we're talking more about marriage before jumping ship you know we're seeing if well most of us i would say are seeing are looking to see if the other you know if you have a boyfriend or significant other or significant other i should say mm-hmm. um if they're ready for marriage and mm-hmm. so the proposal i feel like you can it's nice but i don't think honestly i don't think it's necessary necessary you mm-hmm. can just get married <laughs> you can just have the conversation i think the i think the proposal is mostly kind of like a social statement Mm -hmm. for mostly the family friends and so on but i don't think it's necessary Mm -hmm. if it for me i think for relationships it comes down to the two people in that relationship Mm -hmm. of course you know of course you know your family is still important and your friends and stuff are still important but i think it's important to have that space for just you two mm-hmm. if it's just you two to have that that conversation that conversation mm-hmm. right hmm. so kind of going back to our engagement were you nervous how did you feel a little bit i think when it came down to no i was a little nervous i was i wasn't like sweating you know bullets <laughs> like, okay oh what did she say though because <laughs> i think we've had that conversation before mm-hmm. so it wasn't like you know i didn't i i don't know i i honestly said i know she's gonna say yes but it's like you still have that little little doubt doubt but it wasn't as big as my confidence so oh excuse me <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's going to say yes. Oh, yeah. You had that much confidence. That's right. And it's funny that you said, you know, you kind of have that little thought in the back of your head. Mm -hmm. Because for me, you know, even though me and you have had discussions about engagements and marriage and, you know, what, what, what is our goal for our relationship? 
because it's always good to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Facts. Ladies and gents, when Facts. you get into a relationship with someone, we need to have these conversations because you'll wake up one day and it'll be five, six, seven years and it's like, all right, where is this going? Yeah, carpet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even though me and you have had this, these discussions before, I think when it really boiled down, not I think, I know now that looking back when it boiled down to it and the day actually came when you, you know, engaged or you proposed to me, for me, myself, it was just like, okay, like, yes, it's, it's official real. now. It's reality. <laughs> Finally, it is <laughs> What we talked about didn't go in vain. So Yeah, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that was some good information that you you know you provided to us in regards to Thanks. proposals and the history behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think we need to look at the, <laughs> you know a lot of stuff. You know, we do a lot of things you know in our lives, but we have no really idea of why we're doing. Mm-hmm. We just told you know it's, we just have these ideas of how things are done, but we don't question it. Mm-hmm. And I always say question everything. Don't just Go along go with along it because it's dream. something that everyone we else does, to, or yeah. you see in society or media. Hey everyone, we'll jump right back into the episode in a moment, but I want to take this time out to thank you all for listening and showing your support. We really appreciate it. Please um, subscribe to our podcast if you haven't done so already. Share it with your family or friends if you like what you heard today. Share it like those extra to-go plates that you see at Thanksgiving. You know what I'm talking about. All right, let's get back into it. So what did you want to talk about in terms of, you said you had something you want to talk about? Yeah, so um, I felt that it was also very interesting that um, <laughs> I feel like one of the biggest things when it comes to an engagement is the first questions, especially females access. Mm-hmm. Let me see your ring. <laughs> For men, it's more of like, you know yeah i gave her the ring this that and the other but for females it's like that big elaborate is it a big diamond so one of the things that i kind of looked up for myself because i was interested in knowing is um how how did engagement rings come about to being such a big extravagant type of you know thing like you can't have an engagement without the big diamond. What is it? Ten right. carat, fifteen carat <laughs> ring. That's what it is. <laughs> so I kind of did my little research, and um, you know, pretty much to make a long story short. So back in like the I don't even want to say like biblical days, but you know. Back in like the, I want to say 1800s, um, 
I just want to make sure I'm saying it correctly. So, all right, I'll go back. So, engagement rings were pretty much traced all the way back to ancient Egypt. So, um, I actually just even did read that at one point, um, females would actually wear an engagement ring that had like a key to it, um, which you know it was like a it like symbolism. symbolism that like the man um pretty much own the female right so kind of back to what so, we were talking about it's interesting because i also read mm -hmm. i don't know if it's true or not but i also i forgot where i found it but i also read that you know also in egypt you know for you know for engagements i'm sorry mm -hmm. that it was plants that they would use to mm -hmm. wrap around because it would signify you know internal love or yes yeah yeah so it does say here um you know i was reading it says that um couples exchange circular reeds on their left ring finger so that could be what you're talking about okay. and they said just like today where people wear engagement rings on the left the left finger ring um, or left ring finger, it's believed that I guess there's a vein in the left finger that leads directly to the heart. Oh, yeah, so that's the number that. one why you know people wear yeah, that's like you know the traditional thing. So, wait, <clears> this <throat> is the ring finger? Yes, so, so your left, your left next hand to your next to your pinky is okay. your ring finger. Got it. And they said that in ancient, so fast forward to ancient Rome women started wearing um rings made from flint and bone yeah. and then from copper silver and gold in the second century and they said rings were worn as a sign of love and obedience but also as a proof of a business contract so it's tying into a lot of what you were talking about when it's and in um, regards to engagements and things of that sort um they also said that women wearing a ring was supposed to assert that the husband's dominions mm. over other men and prove ownership to their wives so going back to what you were saying mm. that back then marriage wasn't really looked at for some i don't want to say never but most of them were looked at as more of like a like a transaction you know <laughs> and so they said that um <laughs> so as the 1930s now we're moving towards the 1920s 1930s engagement rings were now more seen as more of um how can i put it it was more of a business money-making business oh yeah oh yeah and so it all began with a british um a british corporation that saw that gold mines was a big thing in Africa. And so there was this guy by the name of D. Beers who pretty much had, he had a goal to pretty much, you know, secure his investments when it came to diamond rings. And what he did was he came up with a, a campaign in a way where he launched ads and pretty much like push this, you know, campaign into like Hollywood, into sh movies, shows. They even went to like high schools, things like that, to really get this business booming. And they pretty much made it in a way where um, 
to let men know that and females know that um yeah that that when you see a diamond ring it convinced courtship and um marriage and things of that sort it was even in magazines newspapers um yes to 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 have that link between diamonds and romance that was the biggest thing in the 1930s and 40s and so with that there was this trend of um diamonds whenever you see diamonds that in that signifies marriage or engagements and so that's why you see even nowadays you know when celebrities get married it's always like so it's they more look towards the ring than they do even the engagement yes yeah oh they got engaged in paris oh yes they got but it's always like that big that big um i think it's highlight on the ring and right. the carrots and all that but i think the reason for that too is mm-hmm. because out of the genders females are more social you know social butterflies so they mm-hmm. in a way women you know create you know the society's kind of like social arena mm-hmm. so the whole big ring just like you said you know for mm-hmm. women you know you know when you're seeing the ring and everything that's the big spectacle and, yeah you know to show off so Mm -hmm. yeah and i i actually forgot to add that he a part of this campaign that he was pushing in the 40s that's where that whole slogan a diamond is forever diamonds are forever came about it's a kanye song it's a kanye (laughs) song yeah well he put it in his song so they said from 1938 to 1979 the Bears wholesale diamond sales in the United States. You ready for this? Increased from $23 million to $2.1 billion. That's a lot of money back then. That was a lot of money back then. So, like I said, you know, starting off, it diamonds and rings and engagement, it's all started off as more of a, a way to build to secure his this this business yeah it's not even about right you know marriage. <laughs> exactly so. exactly yeah so that was just a little history behind mm-hmm. um engagement rings and diamonds and things of that sort but you know mm-hmm. what it's funny too because you know we're talking about the female side in terms of like the ring and stuff like that and the marriage mm-hmm. i think on the the side for men it's not i don't know i wouldn't say it's not of a big how can i put it it's it's not well it isn't it isn't a big spectacle for us you know even like for me like it was it's weird i don't know if i don't know i could talk i for me and maybe like one of my friends who also got engaged and got married it's weird for men to talk about it i feel like i don't know i feel like there's no way for us to really talk about it like it's not like like when people find out we're like oh yeah i got engaged it's kind of like it's not like hey girl or hey guy i got no yeah yeah it's not so much like a conversation that you all would like it's not something that we just just sit around and talk about like hey guys yeah (laughs) by the way you know i know we're talking about sports right yeah I mean, I'm pretty sure, like... It does happen. It does but, happen. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, of course, your your friends are going to, you know, 
be excited for you, but mm -hmm. I feel like in terms of the level of It's kind of like I think men aren't too quick to talk about it more than women. Mm. It's not a conversation that just like automatically comes up. Like, right. hey, it's something that will mm. come along. And I there's guess, nothing. Eventually. And then the other thing about it too is that there's nothing for men. There's no. Um, just like how the women have the engagement ring there's nothing mm -hmm. for men to say for someone to come up to them like oh you got married it's like people have to kind I of got engaged yeah, yeah you got engaged i'm sorry that you got engaged if you, you there's nothing for men or it's like oh you got engaged it's like you no one knows unless you say it or they find out from someone else mm, gotcha mm -hmm. okay. okay not that i don't think men care either way but mm. It's just a weird, not that you don't care, but, but it's not something that is really talked about. You right, know? right. Yeah. Because I think for me, it's like, you know, a lot of the the females in my life, in terms of like my my family or my friends or so on. You know, I think a lot of them. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I know a lot of them be like, "Oh, how come you didn't tell me?" I was like, "I don't know." Like, it's mm -hmm. weird for me to bring it up. Like, mm -hmm. like they feel like they they weren't able like, because i didn't tell them you know right away or something mm. like that and it's like yeah it was not i'm not a female so it's like <laughs> i can't bring i don't know how to bring that up like it's weird for me like <laughs> oh just that far i got engaged <laughs> yeah like i know you're talking about your problems but like, <laughs> i know that boyfriend is not treating you like, i got engaged like you can't there's nowhere to like put that for me like women, it's like it's, it's an easy, easy go-to, easier conversation. Easier conversation, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, definitely, it's an exciting time right now for us. Mm -hmm. um, making I mean, money moves. Making what? <laughs> what? Make what? what? No, it's not making money moves. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, so we got engaged, um, like we said, in October, and um, it's still definitely, for me, it's been still kind of surreal, in a way. Um, I think just because there's been so many, we've just been so busy, you know, just still trying to get ourselves together and get, you know, our lives together, and then now it's an engagement, which really is kind of more going to be a push for us to really start our lives so on top of the adulting as they call it <laughs> we still have you know so many other things that we're trying to like you know get underway and you know working on top of that and you know so so for those who feel like we haven't shared our engagement with love you <laughs> please don't be mad you know but i think that week that monora engaged to me it was actually i was starting my job my new oh, job yeah, the next right. yeah the next yeah it was that very, week it's so. probably after that first podcast yeah it was just it was just out of nowhere so much it was like yeah. engagement job you know and then all the other stuff happening outside of that it's just 
it was just like every day I was just sorry who am I gonna share with now mm, you know like <laughs> so no yeah I don't know for me it was just like just like I said you know it's for mm-hmm. me it was weird bringing it up so it's like mm-hmm. I didn't know how to or but you can though I know but it's still awkward and weird mm-hmm. I don't know for me as a guy it's not the same mm-hmm. as for female mm-hmm. not that I'm saying that I'm not excited about it but it's like mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> I don't know I think that's the stuff like guys are I mean not that we don't talk about marriage but I think I think the engagement is one of the that's strictly held for females in a way mm-hmm. can I ask you a question sure um in regards to our engagement what was that moment that made you say you know yeah it's it's a done deal it's it's is this the one? She, she's, she's the one that I, I know for sure I'm ready Why to. Why would you ask such a, <laughs> such a intimate you don't have, question? You don't have to give How a whole explanation. <laughs> just, I'm just asking at what moment. Was it last year? Was it this year? Was it two months ago? Because we've been together how long now? Two years. Okay. Two, January, and, two and some change. January will make three years right. since we've been together. Right. But at what point in our relationship did you, like... It really came down and you were like, you know, yeah, I'm ready to propose to her. See, it's hard. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. I can... I think for me, at least, and maybe it's most guys, I would say, it's not such an easy... I don't know. Let me speak for myself. So for me, it wasn't such an easy task because I think for me, based on a lot of my history, my family history, you know, Mm -hmm. um, there's not really big examples of what marriage is or mm-hmm. what love is mm-hmm. and if there was you know it's it wasn't presented to me in such an obvious fashion so mm-hmm. you know for me i had to do a lot of you know soul searching i had to do a lot of you know kind of like in a sense research in what an ideal partner is versus you know what what I knew mm-hmm. and I think it was around I think definitely it was this year probably around the summertime I believe you know I was just listening to other men you know talk about their men, men who had successful marriages who you know had longevity you know they're happy in their marriages they're able to open up and talk to their partners you know they weren't they didn't feel like they couldn't express themselves they didn't feel like you know if they did get into arguments it wasn't something so toxic where you know there's you know objects thrown at them you know Mm. their their partner their female partner well heterosexual relationships Mm. their female partner was able to 
listen to them and like kind of understand their side of you know whatever the argument or situation Mm -hmm. so i think for me during that time you know i was just kind of looking back on all the i guess you can say the pros of our relationship and you know me being able to still be myself i mean honestly i would still be myself regardless but (laughs) you know you i think me being myself you didn't really how can i say you were able you were able the word i'm trying to look for i'm trying to say you were comfortable with me being myself Mm -hmm. i think you were comfortable you you will listen you are a good listener you know you were able to not just dismiss anything i said you would just stay even if you didn't agree with it or not you would still you know at least listen and you would still you know you say if you disagree you would say you disagree and it's not like Mm -hmm. this you know you disagree one minute and then the next minute mm-hmm. you know i agree and it's, it's like it's not the back and forth stuff so mm-hmm. i think that's for me okay well, that was sweet Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what about you um well i mean mm-hmm. the question yeah. well i was the one proposing you but when did i know that well women always know like, <laughs> the one, oh my god I can't wait for it to be married. You're so stupid. You're so stupid. Um, I want to say, I mean, there was another conversation me and you had when we first got together. I'm not going to share. But based off of that conversation, prior to me meeting you, that's when I really knew that you were someone that was, you know, like understanding. And then I knew that I can definitely put my trust in um but i want to say besides that moment because that's when we first first got together the moment that i really knew that you you were the guy that i i definitely could have seen myself with is I think it's just, hmm, I don't want to say it was a particular time, but there were moments in our relationship when I would share things with you in regards to how I viewed myself and the things that I wanted for myself. Um, You know, I feel like you helped me to evolve into a person, more into a person that felt more comfortable with myself and you allowed me to be my true the true Shanice you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying and I think over time you've just helped guide me in a way and you've helped me to to kind of get to that place in my life where I'm just kind of like wow like I couldn't even really 
imagine seeing myself at that point or doing this or mm. thinking this particular way, which was like a positive, um, you know, motivation for myself. Um, you've just always allowed me to think outside the box. Mm. That's what I'm trying to say. And I think with every situation or anything that comes up in our relationship and I share with you and you always allow me to think outside the box, which is like a betterment for myself. Um, in every situation, I feel like it always, it, it, it gets better. And you just always just allow me to just be like, to really think on it, I'm like, oh wow, like if I didn't have manure in my life, like I would have never thought to do that or I would have never thought to think this way, mm. you know, as a betterment for myself. Mm. And so, you know, like I said, there's so many other amazing things about you that, you know, has allowed our relationship to be amazing. Mm -hmm. But I think that is one of the qualities that I've found in you that you've helped me to to be able to do and so yeah well thank you <laughs> you're welcome so <laughs> do you need a tissue no. <laughs> the lord will provide <laughs> i can't <laughs> but yeah it's just it's it's been beautiful i mean you know you hear you know you do hear situations where you know, people are in relationships and, you know, they don't always get the best end of the relationship. But I tell, I tell, I can tell people like, when you find someone and you all have a good relationship, it's a, it's, it's an amazing thing. Definitely. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah. And there's just, you just have to learn to, you know, You just have to learn to listen, you know, listen, learn to, you know, be understanding, you know, those are just two of a few qualities that, you know, you need in a relationship. I'm sure there's many others, but, and really just take the time to get to know that person, you know, That's it. don't time. rush, yep. don't let other people make you feel like need to go there yeah you know because there's been i know for me i've heard you know people say oh yeah i've been together for so long and that's another thing like Tell it. people think that me and Monroe have been together for such a long time Tell them. <laughs> it feels that way it does definitely don't it feel like we've been together longer mm -hmm. but i think it's just that we when we got together we we started dating like january we met each other august of august. like 2019 but yeah, 2019 yeah 2019 but we didn't really make it official until like january yeah. of 20 no august of 2018 we started dating august of yeah. 2018 and yeah. we made it official 2019 january of 2019 right. so you know, people really thought we were together for a long period of time, but we really weren't. We were just taking our time getting to know each other. Two years. Two and that years. Was, that was for me. That was one thing I mm -hmm. told her. You know, I was telling her, you know, 
everybody's you know jumping into marriage so quickly that's how i feel that's how i felt you know people are always jumping into marriage and i'm like i told her i was like i'm not getting committing to marriage until like we're two years in so you know yeah he did say that he was just like i'm not trying to rush anything and i you know and i i told him the same thing too i was like i don't ever want you to think that you know, we need to rush into anything. I was like, I want us to take our time. You know, we and we in the and during that time we were dating, we we made sure we did a lot of things together. You know, you gotta yeah. spend time with each other yeah. to really get to know right and really who that person is. Right, because in the beginning, you know, everyone always put on their best face. You mm-hmm. know, so you know to that's why I had said two years because people can't i mean i won't say people can't but you rarely find someone who can you know keep on such you know such an act for too long you know that's Mm -hmm. why i said two years two years is enough time to know if a person is you know if they change and it's not that they change it's just that their true nature is coming out in two years that gives you enough time to go through all the different seasons twice Mm, (laughs) you know when they go through heartache hardships you know when they just kind of see them on a in a different light I don't say a different light but just see them for who they are Mm. you know not that, that that's a bad thing but you know you need to really see people for mm-hmm. you know who they are at the core and you know people get married at six months you know i know for me that's to each of some yeah but... but i don't see it working out so well you know they have to i, I think you need to have a longer longer period of time and another thing too for us a conversation that me and Mono has had a lot had a lot was just you know the age that we are we are like in our early 30s and I must say that you know there's I feel like it's different when you decide to like settle down you know you've had time to go through your early part of your years you know figuring you know figuring yourself out what you want to do what you like what you don't like you know being able to do things in life that so by the time you know you get to your third i feel like when you decide to settle down later in life you know you've at least you've been able to do certain things that you know if you got married when you were younger you know it just, i mean it depends. which is, and there's nothing wrong with it but i feel like mm-hmm. you know by by your 30s you've you've kind of already kind of in a way know what you want what mm-hmm. you don't like you know right. things like that so yeah so anything else you wanted to talk about no geek well thank you everyone for listening in Uh i guess this is a part this is a two-part podcast no it's one part just one part okay i mean long (laughs) no i mean it's honestly we've talked about a lot of topics that we can expand on but Mm -hmm. we'll do that at a later date Mm -hmm. but um yeah tell us you know what you guys thoughts about it and stuff like that give us your feedback yeah we love to hear from you all facts Mm -hmm. well have a great day everyone have a good evening i hope all of you have 
or like have a great Thanksgiving and you don't hear from us and before Christmas have a great holiday I'm sure you'll hear from us before Christmas perhaps (laughs) (laughs) but until then until next time be good or be bad (laughs) (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.